Hey, Al McCoy here, and you are listening to the Solar Panel. You won't beat the hell of a Oh, like bling blow, ayy. Yeah, you can't hold me down. Yeah, how you like me now? You won't beat the hell of a Oh, like bling blow, ayy. Gonna, 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 yeah, gonna. Hello and welcome everybody into another edition of the Sun Solar Panel. Whether you're watching us on YouTube, on the Fox Sports Arizona Facebook page, or listening to us on the podcast, we are very happy to have you along with us. I am Greg Esposito, ahoy hoy, joined by Saul Bookman. Saul, how are you today? What's up, everybody? And as always, the man, the myth, the really old guy, Dave King. Dave, how are you, my friend? I'm only a myth because I'm so old. That's, That's right. Uh, they've been talking about you for hundreds of years. <laughs> Actually, James. I'm Naismith, in this recruiter film. Uh, James Naismith learned the game from you. So, uh, so we appreciate everybody joining us. Big program on. I could tell you the whole history of the peach basket. Uh, we don't need that. Uh, well, let's. Uh, we've got a jam-packed show today. So, Saul, uh, since you're producing now, if you need to use the mute button, hit it for Dave uh, at any point. You know, so actually, I actually, I would rather just do this because the first comment is, "Wow, Espo's on time." <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes that happens. I'm That's here. Talk about. Look, when you've got when you've got corporate over, overlords now, you show up on time. I'm caffeinated. I'm showered. This is the most alert I've ever been for one of our shows, and yeah. you should be excited for that, everybody. Dude, I'm, so, I'm so excited about that, man. For real, <laughs> we've got a chance on time. Can I get to what we have today, or do you want to just uh, BS for the next hour? Carry on, sir. All right, uh, we've got a jam-packed show today. We have got from Stadium. Jeff Goodman, college basketball analyst and draft expert. He's going to help us break down who the Suns will likely take on Wednesday. A lot of options with the Suns sitting at 10. He'll give us the insight we need to know about the draft. And then one of my favorite guys, a guy I got to know while hosting the Suns postgame show, it is Flex from Jersey, is going to join us, a budding star on the scene of rumors. He's been on top of all the CP3 to the Suns information. We'll see if he has anything new and tell you a little bit about his story. He's an interesting guy. And then uh, there were some new jerseys dropped this week. I mean, we saw the jerseys, but now, now we've seen the full uniform. You know, and, and we had some fun with the reactions last week, but now we get to give our reactions to the full set. It should be a lot of fun. No, we don't have an exclusive interview with the Scorpion from the video. His agent wouldn't call us back. So yeah. just so you know. And then we've got Espo's big board, as always. So a lot going on on the show. But before we get to any of that, uh, how was your week, guys? A, a good week for both of you? It was it was pretty crazy. It was a pretty crazy week. This is probably the most busy week that we've had as a Suns, you know, kind of following uh, in in quite a while, man. It's just a lot of news from Monday to Friday. It was well, crazy. plus you setting up all of our new graphics and everything. You've been you've been doing more for the solar panel in the past week than than we've had in a long. You know, <laughs> this is awesome. I am not going to say anything about that. I am not going to say anything about that. It just looks great. I'm impressed. I love the intro. <laughs> It's intro sat- was hot. 
It's sad when the hardest working man on the sun solar panel is the guy that just showed up. Uh, and, yeah. and, and our street cred went up about a hundred percent just by that open. Like that was the coolest thing I've ever been involved in. And Dave doesn't even understand that that's actually music. So I, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's that's, how, that's how cool that music was. So that was just so a thank you. So. Well, I'm glad you yeah. guys liked it. I'm glad you guys liked it. Yeah, I, I'm I'm really excited for this show. Big guests, big topics, uh, a lot coming up when you look at it. And before we get started, I want to say a big thank you to Fox Sports Arizona for welcoming us into the family. We announced it last week. We are live on their Facebook page right now. And uh, there's a lot of big things coming up with this partnership, and it should be Great for you, the fans listening and watching. Uh, even better for us because uh, not only do we add Saul, but uh, as I've uh, hinted to, I'm no longer our graphics department, which is good for everybody uh, involved. Uh, the, the graphics kinda, will be kinda, better. I was kind of hoping you didn't say that, so that way, if I screwed something up, it still kind of went back <laughs> to you. Uh, but, you know. uh, also, no, I love now it's all Saul. I love the fact that I am also the youngest member of the Sun Solar Panel still. Somehow we we add a new face and I am still the youngest member of this team, <laughs> which tells you that the average age of this show is really old. So this is why you added Saul. Well, this know? is this is also why, you know, it's good that I have a 21-year-old and I have, you know, three teenagers. You know, I'm still up with the game. So I'm good, man. I'm good. <laughs> You're you're definitely the coolest of the three of us. I'm not saying that that's not the case. Yeah, you know, I'm just saying. Again, I referred to my comment last week. That's like the fastest kid with two broken legs, man. I, I don't know <laughs> if that's a really that big of a compliment, but I'll take it. Before we welcome welcome in our guest, uh, Jeff Goodman, I want to get general thoughts on the draft from you guys. Uh, do you feel – where do you want to see the Suns go with the 10th pick, what position are you looking at? I don't want a specific player. We'll get into that with Jeff and, and we'll discuss it after, but what position are you hoping they look at in the draft? Let's start with Saul. Well, you know, I, I would love for them to, to get a point guard um, of some type. Uh, you know, I, I'm I'm kind of more privy to Killian Hayes, but uh, if he's not there, then I definitely think they're going to go wing. I, I don't think there's there's not a power forward in this draft um, at where they're picking that I think is going to be a, a worthy option. So I'm kind of more leaning towards. I would love a shooter like Nisbet. I, I really like him uh, from Vanderbilt. Uh, can shoot from the outside. He's got some deficiencies on on other uh, places of the court, but um, uh, other than that, I, I think. <laughs> I think that's where he's got some deficiencies. I mean, they all do, right? Of the court, like almost all the places inside the three-point line. But that's that's this draft, though. It's, yeah, deficiency central. So, mm. yeah, who I want the Suns to take with the tenth pick is a ten-time All-Star and future Hall of Fame point guard. That's what I want. <laughs> I I think that's uh, what a lot of people want here for me uh, look it's going to depend on what happens in these moves but i, I think if thank you, make, you for that insight if Kurt. you make a trade you're going to have to obviously <laughs> replace uh, kelly Ubre jr and luckily there are a lot of versatile three and d wings in uh, in this draft but i still think point guard of the future is a place that you have to look yeah. uh, that backup guard spot has been a hole on this roster for a very long time. And I think, uh, I think it's something that we need to, uh, the franchise needs to look at and address. And this draft has a lot of potential options there. 
Well, I mean, why don't we just bring on the expert that we brought on to to talk about all that stuff? You know, last night or last night week on Fox Sports Arizona, we aired um, uh, an NBA mock draft special, which will also air on Sunday and Monday night. Uh, Jeff Goodman is going to join us, and this is what he thought the Suns would take based on the mock draft at number ten. Listen, and, and they were very close, and, and this pick could determine whether they take that next jump. Obviously, they've got Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, Ricky Rubio. What do they need? They need a big, strong wing, and I know this is a kid that Cam absolutely loves, and that's Patrick Williams out of Florida State. Don't look at the numbers. He only averaged about nine points and four rebounds on a deep and loaded Florida State team, but he is a man-child. I'm not going to say he's Kawhi Leonard yet, and neither is Cam, but at the look of him, he's a guy who plays hard, big-time athlete, strong, can really, really guard multiple positions as well. So there it is, and uh, coming on to the onto the show, one Mr. Jeff Goodman. How are you doing, sir? What's up, guys? How are you? Hey, thanks so much for joining us, Jeff. Before we get into specific players, uh, you know, first off, I'm Greg. Uh, you got Dave and Saul <laughs> I'm with Dave. us. I, I'm not I'm not used to Good having to having guests right. uh, on the show, but thanks so oh, much. Oh, come on! <laughs> <laughs> thanks so much for joining us. Before we get into specific players in this draft, I have a general question when looking uh, at at this year's talent on the draft board obviously a unique year with everything going on in the world with the draft happening in november rather than june but to me this draft class reminds me somewhat of 2013 uh, the the draft class that had anthony bennett uh, you know uh, alex len towards the top where there may not be a a number one star a guaranteed guy in this draft but there's a lot of talent that's going to have success later in in these in the first round uh, you know and in the lottery do you kind of view this talent pool that same way yeah it's deep but it's not strong at the top i mean period anybody who tries to tell you otherwise is 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 not being honest with you uh you know a lot of gms i talked to before the draft lottery said they did not want to get the number one overall pick they did not want to have to make that decision because there isn't a lock guy like zion williamson last year um, you know, Anthony Bennett got Chris Grant fired from Cleveland years ago. I don't think it'll get Gerson Rosas fired uh, from Minnesota because he's only uh, he started the job recently. But it's a tough pick right now. And, and again, I would have went with the, the de facto kind of favorite before the lottery was James Wiseman. I had polled most of the NBA you know, execs, 35 of them, and the majority said they would go with James Wiseman, the 7-1, uh, you know, athlete. Uh, out of Memphis. He only played three games for Memphis last year. Um, but ultimately, you can't put him with Carl Anthony Towns. So they're going to have to make a decision, likely between LaMelo Ball and Anthony Edwards at the top. And that is not an easy decision because both have a lot of red flags attached to them, whether it's um, LaMelo not playing any defense and his poor shot selection and his 25% three-point shooting last year overseas, or it's Anthony Edwards and his 40% field goal percentage, 29% three-point percentage, and the fact that his team absolutely stunk last season at Georgia as a freshman. So, um, yeah, it's not great at the top, but it is good. Listen, if you're asking me, you know, gun to my head, am I taking the top three? If you give me a choice of I can have the top three picks in this in this year's draft or four through 14, and, and who's the best player? Where are they going to come out of in five years? I'm taking four through 14 in a heartbeat. 
So, uh, so the Suns are sitting at ten, Jeff. Yep. And uh, um, is that so? You said the top is pretty weak, but uh, the depth is there. Where would ten this year, as far as talent potential, rank uh, compared to prior years? Is it still similar. a little bit below? Yeah, similar. Yeah, no, I think it's similar. I, I don't think there's much difference. Like I said, um, you know, uh, Pat Williams, who I in my mock draft. Uh, had him going to the Suns. I, I think he's terrific. I, I really do. I, I think he could end up being the best player to come out of this draft. I mean, listen, at 10, the year when Anthony Bennett went number one, you know who went number 10 that year was C.J. McCollum. Uh, number 15 was Giannis. So I think this could be a similar deal where you get some real value deep. Now, the international crop not nearly as, as strong as it was then with Giannis going 15, obviously. Um but Denny Abdi is a kid that he's not going to get to 10 for Phoenix, but I could see him cracking the top three because, again, the top three um, are, are not nearly as powerful. Uh, I think Wiseman probably goes number two to Golden State. But, yeah, Pat Williams is a guy that he does everything well. You know, again, he came off the bench last year, sixth man at Florida State, loaded, uh, deep Florida State team, never complained. Uh, as high character as a kid as you're going to find. He really, really, really can guard immediately. And he's big, strong, you know, 6'8", 225. He's got a Kawhi Leonard-type body, and he and he guards like Kawhi. The question is, can he do what Kawhi did and go from where he was a 20, you know, 20% 20 three-point shooter in college at San Diego State uh, to where he can be a legitimate threat from, from the, you know, from at least from 18 and, and 20 feet when he gets to the league. Jeff, it's real you know, tough. Oh, sorry. Jeff, you know, one of the things that uh, Suns fans really pride themselves on is the fact that they always have good point guards until recently, um, until we got Ricky Rubio really this year. But uh, with the rumors of CP3, you're always going to need a backup point guard, no matter whether you have Rubio or CP3 in the fold. What are your thoughts on Killian Hayes in this draft? I, I like him. Obviously, I haven't seen him in person, uh, but he's a guy that really knows how to play high IQ, good size. Um, not a big-time athlete. So Killian Hayes could be a guy on the board at number 10. Another guy I'd look at is, is um, uh, out of Alabama, Kira Lewis. Um, super fast. Uh, he, he, you know, not a great shooter, but a capable shooter. Um, both of them are capable shooters. I don't think the point guard crop is, is especially strong in this year's draft. I really don't. I think it's loaded with 3 and D guys, really good wings. I know that's not like the priority for Phoenix right now because – I mean, obviously, you got Booker, and you you know you drafted Cam Johnson, and uh, you got Mikel Bridges, so you got mm -hmm. a few of those guys. But that wouldn't prohibit me from taking a guy like maybe even a, a Devin Vassell, who also came out of Florida State, who's a three and D guy, but an elite defender. I, I think that's what Phoenix really needs here: is a guy who can make shots, but also a guy who can really guard. Yeah, not that any GM has tells because uh, they they obviously they're going to go for best player every year but if james jones the gm of the suns has a tell it's that he wants to surround devin booker and deandre ayton with guys who remind him of himself he drafted uh cam johnson last year um way what people thought was an overdraft but he probably should have made all rookie second team and then after you know after all is said and done and then the year before he was very instrumental in picking mikhail bridges at 10. so um, what do you think about guys like Sadiq Bay and uh, you mentioned Vassell already, but Aaron Neesmith, guys like that going to the to the Suns? 
Yeah, I mean, listen, long, what's in, in you know, the in thing these days is, is multi-dimensional uh, wings. That's what everybody wants these days. Uh, like you said, the, the Suns just took two of them in, in the last two years in the draft. Both can kind of, obviously, Cam Johnson's more of a shooter, but they're long. Um, I, I think Vassell, Neesmith is probably the best pure shooter to come out of this year's draft. Only played 14 games last year at Mandy as a sophomore and then shut it down due to injury, but shot 52% from beyond the arc. Sadiq Bay just does everything well. Nothing great. You know, shot 40, I think he shot like 44% from three uh, mm-hmm. last year as a sophomore Villanova. He's got more size. He's, you know, kind of similar to, to Mikhail Bridges. Really good, really good uh, defensive player. Mikhail's more athletic. Um, you can never go wrong with a Villanova guy. I almost feel like, though, if, if I'm Phoenix, uh, I'm swinging for the fences here. I'm not just taking a guy. Like, Sadiq Bay is going to be solid, really solid. I think like Mikel Bridges is. To me, I would I would roll the dice and go with a Pat Williams if he's on the board because I think his upside, he's, a, he's an unbelievable athlete. He's big. He's strong. Again, he can guard. His shot will get better. He can put it on the floor. Um, so I think Pat Williams is one of those guys that, at worst-case scenario, you're going to get a really good rotation guy. At best-case scenario, you could get a guy that honestly could be a, a, an 18 and, and 8, you know, 18 and 7 type guy. So quick quick question from the chat. Our viewers want to know Desmond Bain. Is there a chance yeah. that that he could be the pick at 10, or is that kind of an, an, an overreach at that spot in your mind? Well, like you said, there's never an overreach when it comes to uh, the, the Phoenix Suns uh, brass <laughs> right now, right? But yes, yes, I think that's an overreach. I think you trade down. To me, you trade down and you can still get Desmond Bain late in the first round. I love him. I mean, again, big, can really shoot the ball, 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, can guard a 3 and D guy like Devin Vassell, like Aaron Neesmith. But to me, you don't need to take him at 10. You trade down. And I think at 10, you can trade down. I, I think the, the harder spots to trade out of right now are like one, two, three, because they don't have nearly the value that people think they do. And nobody's going to give a ton to move up to one, two, three. But I think you can, you can trade down from 10 and still get a guy that you really like at 15, at 17. One of the interesting storylines in this draft is also is obviously how the pandemic has affected every aspect of it. For yourself, uh, in in kind of watching, trying to watch these guys, trying to figure out things, and for GMs as well, how difficult is it to try to project a guy without having the ability to have seen them in person as much as you would have in a regular year? Shouldn't have been hard at all. If they did their homework and the GMs were out there and the scouts were out there and they actually work. They should be fine. They saw an entire college basketball season. And, and it, it's so overdone. Like the combine stinks now. It really stinks, especially if you're drafting 10th. Nobody who played in the combine, you were going to draft at number 10, period. Okay. So to me, again, it, it, it's more some of the team workouts. Yes. The, the in-person interviews, you didn't have a lot of those. Yeah, you get a better feel, obviously, if you're in person. We know that, you know, we all do interviews. We all talk to people. It's a whole lot easier when they're in front of you than when they're doing a Zoom call or what we're doing right now. But ultimately, they had enough body of work to, to be able to evaluate these guys if they did their homework. If they didn't, um, to me, that that's when they're going to be in trouble. And, and if they're relying on the, the draft workouts when they come in, if they're relying on the combine and the measurements and all those things, 
that that those are the guys who screwed up. Hey Jeff, so what about um, if since there wasn't an NCAA tournament? Every year there's a, there's a two or three or four guys who really raised their stock because of how they played under pressure. One of those uh, more recently was De'Aaron Fox. Um, generally guys who come out of nowhere, it's because they had a great NCAA tournament from nowhere to suddenly be in the first round. We won't get any of that this year. Does that make this draft more or less reliable as far as predictability of their career? Well, I mean – less because you, you you have more body of work and games that are meaningful, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you want to see how guys play on the biggest stage with the, the spotlight on them. So, um, but on the flip side, some NBA guys put too much stock into the NCAA tournament also. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but I would rather have it. If I'm an NBA GM, I'd rather see how these guys are performing on the biggest stage, see who, who, who steps up uh, in the NCAA tournament in the final four. And obviously I think a big measure and again, why I question Anthony Edwards um, is is team success. You know, if you're that good and you're going to be a number one pick, to me, you're going to take your team to more than five SEC wins. That scares the hell out of me. Yeah. Jeff, you know, real quick before we let you go, um, you know, you guys got a lot of cool stuff going on at Stadium, uh, you know, some new endeavors. You guys have uh, re-signed Shams. Uh, tell, why don't you tell the people a little bit about what you guys are, are currently working on in terms of uh, basketball content moving down the road? Yeah, the big thing here coming up is obviously with the NBA starting up uh, a little bit sooner than people thought, December 22nd. Uh, Shams will certainly uh, take the lead there. I'll help out. Uh, we did a lot of draft coverage, pre pre-draft coverage. Uh, that you can see. Uh, we're putting it out every day with with interviews. One of those is with Pat Williams uh, that'll be out here soon. Uh, so you can see a little bit more about who Pat Williams is and his personality. Um, not as much breaking down his game, but, you know, get a feel for who, who the kid is. Uh, and again, I think you'll really enjoy that, especially if you, you end up landing him. And then college hoops starting up a week after uh, the NBA draft. And we got no idea what it is right now. I mean, 30 teams <laughs> right now. I've yeah. got I'm 30 and counting of teams that are shut down right now uh, right. due to positive tests for the coronavirus. And uh, I tweeted out earlier. The hard part, guys, is, you know, and I'm I'm one. I haven't eaten indoors yet. I, I've been very, very um, stringent careful. with my yeah. family. Yeah, careful in what I've done. However, when I see that uh, a coach tells me that that a kid has been in quarantine for 40 plus days and, and hasn't been allowed to leave his room and he, he has not tested positive. Uh, it's all due to contact tracing. You start to worry, you start to wonder why and how that is the case. And to me, the NCAA needs to step up here and figure this out and not just be reactive to everything, be proactive, try to figure it out. Cause yes, mental health is a clear uh, issue with some of these kids right now. And you've got to be able to balance um, being safe and also making sure that these kids are okay mentally and emotionally. I feel like, yeah, I, feel like I, I feel like I have a better chance of seeing Santa Claus than I do the NCAA stepping up to do You're anything. Right. To yeah. be You're right. <laughs> and That's the same the thing with college. Uh, sorry, with uh, football as well. There's uh, 15 to 20 games canceled this weekend alone. Um, the ASU Sun Devils game just got canceled just as late as yesterday. And Herm Edwards now has coronavirus. So it's it's tough. The NBA did a really good job being in the bubble. 
um, not getting any in the other sports. Right? That, it's super expensive, though. <laughs> and you can't do that year-round, obviously. Um, and teams got to be in their own arenas to make any kind of money. Um, so it's going to be really, really interesting. The problem with the NBA, uh, more so than even uh, college and uh, other other sports, is there's no time for makeup games. I mean, I don't know what this schedule is going to look like. If you've got to cancel a game, if you've got to go into seven day quarantine, there's three games. You've got to reschedule minimum. Uh, and they're going to be getting those games scheduled tight this year to get 72 in. So it's going to be uh rolling dice the entire season for the NBA. Yeah, no, it's going to be tough. And a lot of the players, again, you're going to have early on a lot of those teams that went deep. Uh, you know, they're going to have, uh, a lot of load management, a lot more load mm -hmm. management than we've seen before. But however, again, with a 72 game season, you can't load manage too much or else you're going to put yourself in a tough situation. So right. um, it's, it's all, listen, you got to adapt. That's the bottom line. You got to try to be proactive as much as you can, whatever league it is. NBA did a great job, Adam Silver in the bubble. Now they're going to come out of the bubble. And, and how differently is it going to look this season when, you, like you said, you're going to have shutdowns, you're going to have postponements, whatever the case. To me, in college basketball, I think the easy – one easy thing that the NCAA should have done was have every every team, every team, period, um, when you're playing, you're playing back-to-back -back games at the same site against the same opponent. So you can get in more games, uh, have a chance to get 20 games in, 20-plus games this season. Yeah. So – Jeff, uh, we really hope that you get uh, get some load management days in the few days between the draft and college basketball. Starting Seven up. of them. We're good. <laughs> you deserve it, uh, especially the hard work you're doing over at Stadium. Uh, we got replays of that uh, draft special that you guys did, the mm. mock draft, coming up on Fox Sports Arizona Sunday at 9 p.m., Monday at 8 p.m. He is Jeff Goodman. Highly recommend checking out everything he does. Jeff, yeah. thanks so much for taking time on your Saturday for us. Thanks no, for, thanks for having me, guys. Really right, thanks, appreciate Jeff. it. Saul, we'll talk soon, man. And all right, buddy. Uh, hope all is well. All Take right. care, guys. Thanks, buddy. All right. See ya. Thanks, buddy. He, he is Jeff Goodman of Stadium. Recommend following him on social. Uh, one of the best college basketball minds you will find out there. And you can see him all year on Stadium. Uh, recommend watching everything that guy puts out. I uh, really appreciate him taking time. So, guys, you hear it. Patrick Williams is the guy that he thinks fits best for the Suns. Uh, my initial reaction is that three-point percentage, uh, his shooting scares me a little bit. I wonder if that's uh, James Jones is feeling as well, or if James looks at the offense and goes, we've got the firepower. What we need is, is versatile defensive guys now. And, and to me, yeah. that's what a Patrick Williams brings you. And, and you hope he finds that offense. And when you hear a, a comparison to Kawhi Leonard and that his defense is like Kawhi's already, that's got to get you a little excited for it. <clears throat> that gets your attention, certainly, for sure. I mean, I, I don't, that's mm -hmm. the one thing that I took away from what he said was like, okay, th he was the one guy out of all the prospects that he could relate to a current NBA player and say he has a similar skill set, right? And so I thought that was right off the bat. I was like, okay, uh, I was intrigued at first, but now you have my attention. Well, but I, I got to tell you, I got to uh, throw some truther out here. <laughs> Is the opposite of a James Jones pick. It just is. It is. Uh, as much as he should be, uh, Patrick Williams should probably be drafted by a team like the Suns because he fits their timeline. He's he's they're in a growth period. If you consider the Suns in a growth period, if you're still, and you should be 
probably seen the Suns in a growth period of their of their careers, then you want someone like a Patrick Williams who has a huge upside and can play small ball four as well. Like there's no way if Mikel Bridges can spot at the four, uh, so can Patrick Williams, right? So, but the problem obviously is the shooting, and the other problem is it just doesn't fit any profile that James Jones has looked for in the draft. So I, I we, just don't think really he's going to be picked. We have one no. draft that James has been been the head guy. Two, and one then, and a half. Let's say two. I, no, because more like one. You, you're, giving, you're giving him credit for McHale and everything I heard that, that that's not necessarily the case. There were other mm-hmm. forces that, that pushed for McHale and, and it wasn't necessarily James Jones. I wonder what Jeff Bowers uh, influence on the draft is too, because we, we don't really know much about what his influence on the front office is. Now, I think if they are going all in with a Chris Paul move, which we'll talk with flex from Jersey about that here in a second, uh, you, you might take a chance on a guy like a Patrick Williams because it helps you sure up, sure up the defense in that second unit. But this, I think this is a total crapshoot because there are so many moving pieces right now. Uh, to, to try to figure out what the Suns are actually going to do. And I think there are a lot of smoke screens out there too. I, I don't think we really know what a James Jones pick is yet. No, not at all. Uh, it, it, but can I shamelessly plug something right now? That's what course, you're here for. That, that's pretty much what, all I'm here for <laughs> is, uh, you know, we've been talking about the NBA draft and on NBA draft night, we're actually going to go live um, during the NBA yeah. draft. Uh, and we're going to bring on some guests. We have a whole slew of guests that are going to pop in, discuss the pick, whatever that pick should be at number 10. Uh, so I encourage everybody to join us, and we'll have this on our social media channels as well. Uh, I believe this is a Fox Sports fa- Arizona <clears throat> Facebook page exclusive, correct? So? It, it, it is. It so, is a Fox Sports Arizona page exclusive. Oh, we're not so, going to have this on YouTube n- as well? No, we're going we're yeah. to bring the flaming Jesus ballers. Dave, pay attention when I talk off <laughs> camera. <laughs> I was typing. <laughs> so, let me talk to the flaming ballers here. Join us over on Fox Sports Arizona's Facebook page. Hit the like there so you get the notification that we're going to be live on Wednesday night talking NBA draft, uh, everything the Suns do. We'll we'll scrutinize it. We'll celebrate it. We'll have fun with it. Join us over there because it's basically going to be a fan gathering since we are. Uh, you, do, you do look younger in that pick, by the way. Well, that's that was before I had a. a I look like a government employee. That, that was literally taken. Look at that. That was, that was literally taken months before my four year old was born and before a pandemic and quarantine. So you so, were younger. So, yeah. so it was four years ago and I've aged 20 since then. So that's we're not why, even going to uh, talk about how much younger Saul looks in that picture. Uh, this, yeah, this is true. Uh, this is true. <laughs> I also didn't, I didn't have all this. You know, I, I love so. that you guys You've like sent highly dressed up photos and mine is just me on my cell phone. That's, that's I mean, what we got. It definitely looks like, uh, you know, some type of lawyer firm for sure. That was Blaze in the chat says corporate Espo. For those of you on podcast, which photos don't do anything for you, uh, Dave and Saul are in suits. I'm in. I'm in a dress shirt, looking at a phone. Uh, yeah, it's you look very like corporate. The, you yeah, look that, like the intern at the at the law firm. Is no, what you I, in the other in the other promo we did where I'm to in, go get us coffee. In, in the other promo that we did where I'm in the t-shirt and you guys are in suits. I, you two look like lawyers, and I look like your deadbeat roommate. 
<laughs> well, you're, you're the guy. We're, you're the guy that we're trying to stop from getting in trouble for a DUI. Basically. Oh, that's right. You're the client. He's the yeah, client. You're the, you're the client. Our friend Rhett Reese of Deadpool fame joked that we should call the show Two and a Half Men" because I look like a child because I'm dressed like one in the photo. So thank you, everybody, for that. I, I really, I really do uh, love everybody giving me a hard time. When oh yes, oh we're not the only ones. We, you know, everybody in the chat. I, is, <laughs> Iverson vlog in the chat says we need to make the Espo picture a meme. Go for it. It would be the oh, one God. of the least embarrassing things about me on the internet. It does look uh, like a stock image too. That's <laughs> hey, people are coming with the heat this morning, man. They oh, are. Man. I love it. I, like it. I love. I always love interacting with you guys in, in the chat. For sure. I, sh I show up on time. I drink coffee. I'm on my game, and this is what I for once. The thanks I get for. It. I love how excited people were that this actually started, and then there was a handful of people who were like, "I had no idea it was going to start on time." So, <laughs> so got in late. for the first time. So yeah. I'm next to get the train back on the rails because apparently that's my well, job well, now. Before, it's a problem. before you do that, before you do that, um, you know, I think it's important. You know, Eddie Johnson was part of that NBA draft special as well. Yes. Um, and he had some mm -hmm. some particular thoughts on on what it means to the Suns to have a good draft this year or whatever movement they're going to make. Expectations for 2021. Make the playoffs, man. <laughs> We're tired. You know, we want to make the playoffs. It's been a long time. What, 10 or 11 years? I forgot to count now. And, and so the fans know this. The organization knows it. And most importantly, the players. Uh, they want to taste the playoffs, man. They want to know what it's like to play in the postseason. And in order to do that, you one got to stay healthy, you got to stay committed throughout, and you got to get great production from everybody one through fifteen. And we saw an example of what the Suns can do in the bubble, going eight and zero. And I think they want to ride that euphoria into this season and have an opportunity to finally make the playoffs. I love that EJ's like the rest of us. He looks like he's so fed up from sitting at home that he's just going to shout about the playoffs now. It's got to be the playoffs. Like, yeah, I mean, it is. It does. I mean, we're sick of it, all right? EJ's like, just get me out of the house and back to basketball, please. I love I love Eddie. There's Eddie is one of my favorite human beings when it comes yeah, to the game absolutely. of basketball. He's, he's the way. But I, I agree with him. And he, can, and he can talk trash with oh. the best of them. Oh, and you you know Eddie likes you if he talks trash to you. Yes, if, if if he's if he's pleasant and and or or doesn't yeah. say much to you, he doesn't like you. If he's talking trash to you, that means you're in his in his circle there. So so he doesn't like me. Got no, it. Well, none of us do, Dave. That's just kind of the way this works. So so before we move on and we bring in Flex and we talk a little CP3, I want to know predictions. We're going to be on live uh, on Wednesday, but I want to know right now. As we sit here on Saturday morning, who are you taking if you're the Suns at number 10? If, well, who am I taking if if I'm the yes. GM of the Suns? That was Killian the question, Hayes, Dave. <laughs> no, exactly just, what he said. <laughs> I, uh, well, it's different because James Jones will take somebody different. I take right. Killian Hayes. Okay. And, and Saul? I would take uh, Aaron Neesbit. Neesmith. Right. You got to say his name right. Neesmith, whatever. Tomato, <laughs> tomato. It's not Naismith. <laughs> Is he related to? <laughs> it's Neesmith. I'm sorry. Yeah, because I said Naismith before, and then I wanted to say Neesbit. I don't know why I keep saying it. Neesmith. Neesmith. My bad. Aaron yeah, Neesmith yeah. from Vanderbilt. Uh, I just like his outside shooting and his overall game. Um, he's got some things to work on, like everybody else. But and 
Jeff Goodman has convinced me that I will be happy if they do take Patrick Williams. I will say that. I'm glad we had Jeff on because there was potential that I did what I did last year when we were live for the draft. (laughs) And I went, who is Patrick Williams? Like I did with Cam Johnson, but now I know. So I'm very glad that Jeff Goodman was here and convinced me that despite the fact that uh, that Patrick Williams stats do not look impressive when you look at them, he is a guy I would want uh, in Phoenix. Uh, for for me, I just enjoy the fact that we've got a Halliburton and a Bane in this draft. It's like the evil mm-hmm. uh, evil corporation and villain draft, and and that that excites me because the Suns could use a guy with uh, that that could come off with a little edge. I have a feeling, I have a suspicion that Bain is the kind of guy that the teams, the team would reach for, but I'm in the boat. I I want, I I want likely a a point guard here and I'd be fine with a, with a Kira Lewis or a Killian Hayes uh, at that point. Do we we trust, do we trust James Jones if he reaches? Yes. Cam Johnson proved that. I think he can. There's a lot coming out right now. And one of the man with sources that have surprised a lot of people is my guy Flex from Jersey? Let's bring him on to the show and uh, yeah, and say hi to Flex. Flex, my man, how are you? How you How's been? How's it going, Flex? My guys, Espo, Sal, hey Sal, first time, man. Great to be with you, brother. I love your stuff. Nice to meet you, man. I appreciate you. Hey, and Sal. Sal, Sal, I'm sorry. Sal, hey, 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 you just threw me off, Dave. Come on, yep. man. Yeah, yeah. Come on, man. Hey, hey, what's- before we get too far into this, let me assure everybody watching, whether wherever you're watching or listening, we did not hire an actor. This is Flex from Jersey. I know it for a fact. He does I've known exist. this man for years. Oh, I know the voice. I know deal. the voice. Like as soon as you started talking, I was like, "Oh yes, that is Flex for real." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because Twitter has given the has taken this man for a ride over the last week, and I'm telling you, he's real. He's spectacular, and we're glad to have him on Flex. <laughs> you have been a man in front of this CP3 uh, rumor for for a while now. Uh, you were one of the first. To, actually, I believe you were the first to have anything uh, in terms of talking about this rumor. Uh, when we sit here, it is let me let me check the watch. It's uh, about eight forty Arizona time on Saturday. That's ten forty Eastern where Flex is. Seven forty Pacific. Thank you, Dave. Uh, if you want to do the math on, on Hawaii, you can let us know in a second. But when where we sit right now. What are you hearing about a potential CP3 to the Suns? All right, man. So let me check my phone before before I say something because it's, it's <laughs> been a whirlwind, guys. I'm, I'm not playing, man. Um, I haven't slept in about a week. And so I, I will I will say this. Um, when I woke up yesterday, at this time yesterday, if you would have asked me that same question, I probably would have said uh, mid to high 90s that this was a done deal, Okay. Um, and, and I'm not saying it's not a done deal, but what I am saying is, uh, as the day progressed yesterday, uh, you started to see the first signs of, uh, uh, maybe a road bump or, or some, some type of friction in the negotiations. And so, uh, I tweeted late last night and, and again, there was, there was some people that kind of forced me to log off of Twitter because you try to give updates, but if it's not what people want to hear, uh, and so they, they, they get upset and, and they start to get defensive. So um, I'll, I'll, I'll leave it where I said last night. Um, I believe it's about 85, 15 that this gets done. 
And uh, what people have to understand is that there's many moving parts. Uh, there's so many layers to this situation uh, from day one. It's, it's been changing like the weather. Um, but I, I can say that I'm I'm still confident from my sources, just speaking to somebody within the hour right before jumping on with you guys, uh, that uh, there is I, I want to say that I want to tread lightly when I say this, guys. Um, and so we know that the NBA can't make trades yet. And, and the understanding is that it's probably not going to open up till about midnight on Sunday. Um, and so I'm not saying the deal has to get done officially by that time. But what I am saying is. The time is ticking now. OK, when the negotiations started, uh, there was the uh, perception that everybody was playing nice and everybody wanted to take care of the many parties involved. And it's now graduated to the point where people are looking at their watches and saying, hey, guys, we got to hurry this up. Uh, we need to know something. Um, so something I, has to happen. I got a question for you regarding timing, and I'm not sure how much. <clears throat> how much you would know about this versus speculate, but there's, there's three distinct, two distinct pieces, uh, stretches of time that matter here. One is the uh, beginning or the end of the moratorium, the beginning of transactions, which is probably going to be around Monday, maybe tomorrow, maybe Tuesday, but probably Monday. Uh, then there's the draft day. Uh, last year on draft day, a year ago, James Jones made three different trades on draft day. That include that involve players, and then third is Friday, the actual new NBA season. See everything that happens before next Friday. This is me nerding out for a sec. Bear with me, but try to you know uh, know the difference between these two. Anything that happens before next Friday is on this year's salaries, and eats into the Suns' free agent space next weekend. Okay, so if you trade for Chris Paul this week. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. If you trade for Chris Paul this week, you can get it done with just Ricky and Kelly, for example, and right. and one other little small contract with Ty Drum. And then because you get the 125, 125% close, right? Mm -hmm. But that takes 10 million out of the Suns cap space next weekend if you do that, because all that resets <clears throat> and the Suns end up with a, a ton less cap space, which is barely going to be mid-level. If you wait for a whole week to do the Chris Paul trade and you wait until next weekend, if everyone's got the patience to do that, the Suns could sign all the guys they wanted to sign in free agency and then trade for Chris Paul over the cap. I think the Suns should wait until next weekend to do this. Flex, do they have they have patience for that? Do the players involved, the people involved have the patience for that? Dave, it's next weekend because it took you that long to answer, ask the question. <laughs> so, so, so now we have the cap Dude, space. Go ahead, I got to tell you guys the real. You guys got to know there's a huge difference between making the trade as soon as possible and waiting a week. I, 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 I love you, Dave. I love you, Dave. You guys. That's supposed to odd man yeah, out because he's not wearing You're on purple, mute, so. I think, buddy. Yeah, flex your own. You're on mute. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Here we go. go. Um, all right. So let, let me just kind of recap everything Dave said, and I'm gonna try to do it in 30 seconds. All right. <laughs> no, no, no. That's a great Dave. You know, you did a great job. You guys what don't know up? anything, man. No, man. what I what I'm trying to say is, you know, what I'm trying to say is Dave's question is great. Um, and and I, I want to hit up on all his points, and I'm gonna try to do it fast. So yes, listen, the draft is Wednesday. Um, my understanding from my sources. Um, in, in Manhattan and around the league is that uh, I believe 12.01 Sunday going into Monday is when they're going to lift the, the moratorium. So you're right. It is it is going to be Monday. Um, but, you know, Sunday, 12.01, you know what I mean, 12.01, right? 
going into Monday. So that is true. The draft is uh, Wednesday and you can start to negotiate contracts on Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern. And then you can sign at 1201 on the 22nd um, as a free agent officially. You can you can uh, you can announce these things. And uh, when I say time, guys, I, I got to stress this is not saying the trade has to be done this weekend. What I'm saying is the people involved need to know that it's happening. OK, that is what I'm talking about. I'm not saying the people involved don't have the patience to wait till next weekend so that the Suns can utilize the $17 million in cap space and get someone else. That is absolutely part of the plan. And it'd be foolish for the Suns not to want to do that. Um, and none of the players from my sources or my contacts um, have had any problem with that. Matter of fact, the deal is as of, as of right now is, is based around those parameters. But what I'm saying is right now, this second, there is no deal. <clears throat> okay. There is no deal. And there's players involved that just want to know that there is going to be a deal. Don't, don't announce it. You can wait till next week. You can utilize cap space. You can make the trades you want to do. You can draft what you want to do. But understand, there are people that have real things going on that need to know um, really soon. And, and I again, I don't want to overstep my boundaries. I want to tread lightly. I'm always going to be respectful and protect my sources. But um, I can tell you that uh, at this time yesterday, we weren't worried about time. As a matter of fact, I had got information from a source that said no news is good news. OK. And, and now uh, that has changed a little bit. Now it's like, hey, guys, we we need to figure out what's going on. You need to tell me, am I getting traded? Uh, am I going somewhere? Are you going to acquire me? You know, things like that, because um, this, this is a roller coaster offseason. And I'll say one more thing. The Suns went into this negotiations um, trying to be very thoughtful about uh, and respectful about the feelings of everyone involved. So you go into the negotiations and you want to do right by people. I don't want to say names, guys. And we know who the names are. I just don't feel comfortable saying the names because at the end of the day, um, until it's done, you, you know, the names can change. And it's at the, at, quite frankly, man, I, I've been around this long enough to know it's pretty disrespectful to just be throwing names out there. So I'm not going to do that, but I am going to say that uh, if you're working on a premise that we know the names involved, you might want to call somebody and, and let them know, Hey, you know what, this is what we're doing. And this is where you and your family might be living for the next, you know, six to 12 months. So there's so many moving. <clears throat> man. So uh, that's what I mean by the time thing. But to answer your question, Dave, the, the idea is to try to utilize the cash base. And I haven't heard otherwise. I love you, Flex, but that was not 30 seconds. <laughs> Sorry, bro. <laughs> 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 Dave. <laughs> hey, but can we talk? Okay, so we've talked about, you know, whether or not this is going to happen and all the details and all the behind-the-scenes stuff, right? Can we talk about whether or not this even makes sense? Because we didn't yeah. get a chance to talk about that last weekend. This weekend, I mean, let's talk about that because that's the big thing everybody wants to know. Does this make sense? So let's do it. It. It, it. it makes a ton of sense, man. Uh, I can't actually, I, I can't find a situation that makes more sense. Um, CP3 emphatically. Okay. And, and again, guys, I I'm, I'm not saying what flex is, 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 you know, what flex wants. Well, I'm not saying what people are, are. This is, this is, this is factual information, man. Um, Chris Paul wants to be in the, uh, wants to be in Phoenix. He loves the Phoenix Suns. He adores Devin Booker. Uh, he's infatuated with DeAndre Ayton. 
He absolutely loves Monty. I can go on and on about the reasons why Chris wants this to happen. Okay. Um, why it makes sense is real simple. There's no one available right now that's better than Chris Paul. I'm sorry. You know, I, I hear people talk about Fred Van Vliet and, and, and some of these other options, but no one's going to move the needle um, in the direction in which Chris Paul can. And, and another thing is you got to understand you got a 24 year old superstar in Devin Booker who, who, you know, took the world by storm at the bubble and is and is, is training his butt off right now to show the world that he's uh, a top 10 guy in this, in this league, man. So uh, you want to start to put him around players that he believes moves the needle and he's comfortable with. So it, it makes a ton of sense. I think it, it brings out a, a different dynamic of DeAndre Ayton. I keep saying DeAndre Ayton is probably going to be the biggest benefactor to this deal. Um, I think he's going to uh, – grow up really quick. I think Chris is going to challenge him to be the best player he can be. And, uh, again, it makes, it makes sense on many, many fronts, but um, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead no, no, I, I agree with you. I completely agree with you. You know, my thing is, is when you're talking about the team as it is right now, as it is constructed, and a lot of people, their their thing is, well, I like Ricky Rubio. I want to keep Ricky Rubio. And I love Ricky Rubio. I think he mm -hmm. did a great job for us to get us from where we were to where we are currently. But you still need another step if you want to make the playoffs. And so are you telling me that another year in this system all of a sudden makes Ricky Rubio that much of a better player? I don't know about that. You're hoping right. for the development of other players to make Ricky Rubio an even better player. And I think in this case, you need to have CP3 in the fold because he's a better player than Ricky Rubio. So you don't have to rely on the development of others so much, even though that will be a byproduct of him coming here. I think DeAndre Ayton, like you said, Flex is is the biggest benefactor here because beneficiary here because uh, uh, Chris Paul is not going to let him coast, and you're going to know within a year whether DeAndre Ayton is a max player or not. Yep. He's either going to he's either going to uh, grow under the pressure or he's going to wilt under the pressure. I feel like he's going to grow, but we don't know, and we need to know. We need to know all that, and this is uh, Rick, uh, Chris Paul is going to really force that. Ricky is everybody's friend. Chris Paul is the dude who demands nothing but the best. We'll give you hell all day long. He's and an animal. He'll he's still an be your, yeah, absolutely. But he'll animal. still be your friend, though. He's an absolute dog on the basketball. Yep. Yeah. That's what you need. That's yeah, what right. I mean. That's why I think that's why Shaq got better with Kobe. You know, Shaq reached his peak in LA because Kobe pushed him. Right. And that's what Devin Booker and CP3 together would do for DeAndre Ayton moving forward. And that's what excites me about this. To me, looking at, at everything we know about this potential deal, everything we've heard, what you've said, Flex, this seems like just that typical standoff point in, in any trade negotiation where both guys are kind of thumping their chests and James Jones and Sam Presti. I mean, when we've heard reports come out that Chris Paul has been granted uh, the right to talk to the Suns and talk to people around the Suns, you know that that's significant, right? So to me, this is posturing. I, last night, there were some rumors that came out that the Suns, you know, if they don't get CP3, will make a run at Fred Van Vliet. To me, that feels like, uh, you know, a, a, a signal flare oh. going, hey, we have other options. It's just this yeah. whole posturing. <laughs> That, that this dance that happens when you get towards the end of a trade as both GMs are trying Russell to get what they want. I mean, when's the last when's the last time the Suns were even involved in a big time player trade? Like even right. rumors. 
You know what I mean? It's like, and not just like, oh, it would be like what the Timberwolves are trying to do with Devin Booker. Like, okay, keep dreaming. It's never going to happen. Like that's, we've been on that end for, for quite a while. And now it's like, oh, this is a reality. This could very well happen. That's why you see as much excitement, especially throughout the chat. No, this is, this is, this is real. This is real. There's there's nothing fake about this. And, and the key thing is Espo made a great point. I mean, you know, uh, the, the first huge step was, you know, OKC granting Chris permission to negotiate solely with the Phoenix Suns and exclusively with the Phoenix Suns. Um, and when's the last time that happened, man? When's the last time, you know, something? Yeah, right. first of all, it doesn't happen. It's extremely rare. And it's like I was telling people, I mean, there's, there's a lot of people that you know, they take every tweet and every word and they, they go into forensic mode. And, and it's just, <laughs> listen, you know, you got to you got to understand there's certain things you can say and certain things you can't say. But what I will say is this. Um, that is the epitome of tampering, what just happened. So you got to clear things with the league and you got to make sure everything's okay because Chris Paul is indeed under contract and the league hasn't started the new year yet. So, you know, there's there's, there's things that have to happen for that to even be uh, a legal thing. If to anybody knows the rules, though, it's Chris Paul. I mean, the dude's head of the player <laughs> system. Absolutely. Absolutely. He knows how to he, – he's he's the one Absolutely. who got the – who do you get a tech on in the playoffs for having his shirt? Right. Yeah. The yeah. So no, he knows, he knows every rule and he knows how to get around it. And let me tell you this, Chris Paul is not going, he's not getting himself traded to Phoenix to, to go into the sunset. He is no. getting himself traded. If he goes to Phoenix, he's getting himself traded to Phoenix to drive Devin Booker deep into the playoffs, his friend, Devin Booker, and to drive himself back into the playoffs. He knows OKC isn't going to run it back. So he wants to be back in the playoffs. So what does that tell me? That tells me he wants to bring somebody with him. I think he's going to bring somebody with him, and that's why I think it doesn't happen until next weekend because it's going to be a package deal like it was with Kawhi and Paul George, like it was with Kyrie and and KD, and like it was with uh, LeBron bringing bringing, um, AD in. Right. Well, that's the hope, Dave. Absolutely, that's the hope. Um, but like I said, I mean, I'd be lying to you if I told you I didn't have a very discouraging day yesterday. I mean, you know, going from something that you think is 99 percent and then, you know, by mid by midday, I said it was 90. And before I went to bed, it was 85. Um, you know, you start to get a little bit worried. But I will say 85 percent is still pretty damn high for this type of transaction. So don't don't get too caught up in that. That's just me reporting what I'm hearing and keeping it real. Okay. If but, it was a bad day, how is it only down 5 percent? Are you just still being <laughs> No, no. Yeah, no. It's here's the thing, man. Like it's the things were moving in such a positive manner that any negative news seems like it's gigantic. You know what I mean? Because everyone was operating under the premise that there was no issues. It was hugs and kisses across the board. And and then finally they had a five minute, you know, you know, kind of uh, argument. And it seems like it's the end of the world. And it's it's kind of it's kind of a roller coaster. And and I can I give you an analogy, guys, and, and don't take this, you know, verbatim player for player, but it's just an example of something I was talking to a couple sources about. And um and it just it just made a lot of sense. And and someone said, Hey, you know what? Uh this this deal feels like when Shaq went to Miami and played with D Wade and won that championship. Okay. And and what they mean by that is you know, the world was starting to figure out who D-Wade was, but until he got that presence in Chad, it 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 it, it matriculated into something else. And, and you saw the type of year Dwayne Wade had, and, and he went from, you know, a guy that was a young, good player in Miami to being a 
future Hall of Fame in Dwayne Wade. And so I, what I think is the impact of Chris Paul joining Devin Booker, um, the, the impact it's going to have on Devin Booker is worth it in itself. You know, just, just that alone, just that alone, if you can take 24-year-old Devin Booker and give him two years of CP and turn Devin Booker from a guy who has to get a, a you know, Damian Lillard injury to get into the All-Star game, which is uh, blasphemy, you know, that's, that's, that's terrible in itself. But if you can take Devin Booker from a guy who is, you know, borderline all-star by some people's views to a absolute all-NBA guy, uh, perennial all-NBA guy going forward at the age of 26 and forward, um, that's an incredible thing to think about, man. And let's not forget, if you acquire this, uh, if, you, if you do this Chris Ball trade, in 2022, uh, there's a heck of a lot of good free agents in 2022, okay? And you're going to have upwards of $45 million in expiring money from Chris Paul's deal. And you may have 15 to $18 million in another expiring deal that I can't talk about right now, but uh, could, could be, could be part of this whole situation. So now you're talking about, you know, 60 million plus of money in 2022 when Devin Booker just set the league on fire. Oh, we got to go forensics on this. No, 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 we don't. No, we don't. No, we don't. No, we don't. No. I don't want to put no. Flex in that position. No. Uh, to, yeah. No, after Flex goes. We'll okay. Go. After, no. after who expires at 15, We got jerseys to talk about, Dave. Look, Damn, let's go. Flex, I what you just said, though, is the key here to me is you have to do this because of the impact it's going to have on, on Devin Booker's career in all likelihood. And my guess, and I have no sources because I'm not you flex is that Chris Paul and Devin Booker probably have, have broached that subject at, at some point over the last year that if they got together, they could reach those kind of levels which to me says you got to do this for Devin. You have to take this chance. You have to make it happen. And the fact that it's out uh, and has been discussed now, you you do it. If it costs a, a first that you don't really want to give up, you do it. Because any first moving forward should probably be late first round picks if, if everything works out. So you don't need any more draft picks. Go you, in, you, make the move. You guys are talking about this is for Devin, which I agree. Like You want to show Devin like mm -hmm. that you're serious about making moves. But I feel like this is just as much about DeAndre Aiden. Yeah. Like if yeah. you if you can't figure out how to get DA from a 2010 guy to like 2515, then we're talking about nothing again. Because then you only have two superstars and a pretty good player. <clears throat> you need DeAndre Aiden to be a superstar if this team is going to go anywhere. Like th that just has to happen. And so Chris Paul coming in and hopefully pushing him to that level. That's that's as much of an, an important part yeah. as keeping Devin Booker down the line because Agreed. if DeAndre Aiden doesn't develop and he stays where he is, by the time you get to 2022, the only person you might have left is, is Devin Booker, and that's not a good scenario. Please tell flex, us there's flex, no way Carmelo Anthony is going to be – Sorry, uh, please tell us there's no way Carmelo Anthony is going to be the guy that. Uh, no, 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 no. Listen, listen, guys. Um, uh, uh, again, again, again. Hey, I'm not going to shoot. That, hey, hey, I'm I'm not going to shoot that down. I'm not going to shoot that no. down. No, no, no. Listen, guys, guys. No, I, I'm not going to shoot that down, guys. I'm I'm just not. But I'm. I will say that's he's not the person that's he's he's nowhere near. 
the discussions right now. He's not somebody that we're openly, you know, they're openly talking oh. about. And, but I, but I'm not going to shoot that down, man. Listen, this 12 man, this, this is a 12 man roster, and once you get Chris Paul, Devin Booker, DeAndre, and and you know, uh, you know, hopefully uh, another big piece, you start to hear guys start to talk, and you start to get motivation to do certain things that you probably wouldn't think would happen before. Um, and so I, I won't shoot that down because we're talking about Chris Paul, man. Come oh, on. No. We, I mean, listen, <laughs> would, they, would they smoke this fire? Would they hey, smoke this fire? Yo, man? we're talking about defense, too, and Melo ain't playing no defense. Oh, no, 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 no. And, and, and again, again. <laughs> Monty, he ain't. Again. <laughs> I, the mid-range kings. No, yeah, this is this is not something that's being discussed right now. But, but again, I won't shoot it down because I know that there's going to be a, a – list of people that are going to line up and be very intrigued if this happens. And I'm going to put him on the top of that list. That's going to be intrigued. Now, whether we want to do it or not, that's an entirely different thing. But, but yeah, he's got, he's going to want to be the club, guys. No, no, Dwight Howard coming in hot. Look, I, I want, I want a banana boat on Tempe town Lake. Otherwise I am not happy with any of this. Uh, Flex, we're going to, we're going to let you go. Any final thoughts before, before we start uh, talking jerseys and, are and we, let you get Are we still here. at 85 after half an hour or is it down to 82 now? <laughs> hey, my, I got I got no info on the phone to say otherwise. So we're, still at, we're still at 85%. And I, I, I promise you guys, I love your work. You guys are the best in the business, man. Um, uh, 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 Sal, I, I was great. It was great working with you, man. Um, I'll be in contact with you guys, man. If, if I know something, you guys, you guys will know something. So, uh, maybe right. we can do an emergency pod and break this whole thing and wrap it, you know, wrap it up real nice. That is why Flex from Jersey is one of my favorite guys since the first much time love, love, we welcomed him on, yeah. the, on the post game show. Flex, tell them how they can find you on social and get all the up to date information from you. Check me out, uh, uh, Cruise FE13 on Twitter, uh, Flex from Jersey, and you can check me out on the Coast to Coast podcast, Coast to Coast Pod One. Look at that. That is a man that knows how to plug his own stuff and give us the inside information. Flex, thank you. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday. Uh, and we appreciate you joining us. You got it, my guys. Have fun. So I before we get into jerseys, Flex is not actually his name. The background on that is his name is Felix, but our call screener on the post-game show misheard him. Put the name in as Flex. John Bloom said it, and we just rolled with it forever. <laughs> so that is how he became Flex in Jersey. Now he goes. Now that's, that's, his, that's his nickname, man. Yeah. So hey, he just a, rolls with it now. Hey, he's a real one. He's been there since day one, man. And, yeah, and yeah. Uh, I know after every game for the last two seasons, after every Suns game, I always have to stay and do and, and watch the post game and, and social out highlights for Fox Sports Arizona. And every time I leave the arena, the first one that's always on the radio is always Flex, and Flex always yeah. breaking it down the way he sees it and i love it it's something i look forward to every single game so i appreciate him coming on he has been there for for almost a decade now stays up until well into the wee hours of the morning in jersey to call into the post game show i know john bloom uh is a big fan of flexes as well but let's let's transition the cp3 stuff you know we could actually i'll give you guys final thoughts anything you want to say on the cp3 situation before i grind gears and go to the next thing dave why don't we start with you wait i'm sorry what final final thoughts (laughs) on the cp3 deal (laughs) anything you want to say before we move on speaking of Uh, i'm gonna gonna stick with it um it's gonna linger until next weekend and then we're gonna get two big names in um not just one 
I I think this is a move that the Suns need to make. I was once again, I, I was absolutely against this before. Um, I just thought that the money was not worth it. But when you look at the salary breakdowns of potential trades and how this all works out, you're essentially going to be paying, you know, maybe five to 10 million for CP3. And I think it, and if you view it in those terms, I, I think it's an absolute must because of what that will present to the rest of the league and future free agents and where this franchise might have, uh, might be going because it just, it possibly have, has turned a corner. And I think the bubble really went a long way into proving yeah. that. And they need to capitalize because this is the iron is hot. You need to strike when it is. Yeah, I think they're past the point of no return with this one. I think there is irreparable damage if you don't move down this path at this point. Kelly now knows you're actively shopping him. So does yeah. Ricky. Devin is has in all likelihood talked with CP3 since they, they gave permission for Chris Paul to talk to the Suns, like I think you are you've gone past that point of this is just flirting and you've committed to uh to doing the deed here. I think that's where um, we're yeah. where we're at. And I and I think point on the bubble um is that um I think that's where this started where Chris Paul saw how good the Suns were playing. Devin and Chris Paul talked uh because all those guys did get chances to talk to each other. We were worried that Devin Booker would get recruited out of Phoenix, but it looks like he was doing recruiting for Phoenix. Yeah, look, if you don't want the Ryan Rosillo comment from a few <clears> weeks <throat> ago to become true, I think you have to. Uh, I think you have to make a move like this, and you've got to likely do this one because you've just gone too far down down the road, and I think it upsets uh, too many people within your organization if you don't. I think this is just both GMC who blinks first and who gives that final piece to get the deal done. But if something does break, if there is news on an agreement in principle or an actual trade, we will come back. We will break it down. We will talk yeah, through it as there is a, a lot of moving pieces in the next, uh, next eight days in the NBA, and we will be here to cover it from all Suns angles uh so let's talk about the other big news this week that's right it was the valley jerseys the valley yeah. jerseys and, and uniform the shorts we had we'd seen the leaks but they officially released them uh, on wednesday i believe it was i've lost all sense of, of Thurs, time Thursday. and space Thursday. was it thursday i've <laughs> yeah, lost all sense of time and space i oh, lived good. in one room basically uh, and never <laughs> leave so uh so they released them pretty cool video that went all over uh the valley and and showed very different uh things a, a as we joked earlier a scorpion crawling across the jersey uh, a plethora of players in well, the jersey. cam looks like just a dude uh, well that's be <laughs> that's because cam rocks the the old man ymca t-shirt under <laughs> the jersey and and, and, and the rocky sweatpants yeah he found he found sweatpants and, and the best part is he gets out of a lamborghini dressed like that well i mean he's wearing <laughs> like, he's wearing he's wearing gray uh, gray sweatpants which the ladies love by the way <laughs> just so you know <laughs> okay so <laughs> it's true it's absolutely what, what, true what ladies love the gray sweatpants? What, what Dude, are you, are you going to that they, hey, they want people in the chat sweatpants. back me up? Gray sweatpants. Which lady the are ladies you are all about? over the gray sweatpants. Tell me that's not true. I just I just added it to my weekend list. I got. I got to tell you, my lady's lady's not all true. Over the like, so. are you? Well, you guys are probably not even on TikTok. That's why you guys don't see that stuff. Oh man, man. Look, TikTok. If, if, I, if you're spending your time on TikTok looking at dudes in gray sweatpants, <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm telling you what the ladies like. <laughs> Thank I, you. 
Thank you. Oh, we're getting some people Boom. in the chat. I told is, you. I told it you. Sat, it is Saturday, so I'm going to oh, do a little, little Home Depot, maybe some Bed Bath & Beyond, <laughs> pick up some gray uh, sweatpants, apparently, for I'm the I'm trying mystery. to help you guys out. I'm trying to well, help you out. So Valley Valley <laughs> uniforms, uh, Cam Johnson's uh, sweatpants aside, what do we think about the full unveil uh, and the look? I, I Saul is now am, younger am than Espo. <laughs> <laughs> well, emotionally, Saul is definitely younger than me. Uh, Age-wise, birth certificate-wise, no. Sweatpants-wise, Saul, Saul is younger. <laughs> Saul has got them sweatpants in the bag. So, so oh, uniforms, what do we think about them? Uh, I'm all in on them. Look, I, I, one, I, I gave it a 9.5 out of 10. The one thing, it's got Suns <laughs> and the Sunburst logo on the shorts. Yeah. Uh, I would have moved that that Suns to the waistband instead of the PHX, given that the shorts yeah. a little bit more room to breathe. But other than mm. that, I think this is the – is this generation's sunburst uniform? I think it's I think it's the Suns version of a Miami Vice look that they're going to continue to alter and keep around each year. We got confirmation that there's going to be a a court that goes with it. We saw a, a shot of it mm -hmm. in the practice facility. It is not the full court, is what I'm being told. There will be additional elements that match the gradient on the jersey, is what I'm hearing. So so that'll be spiced up a little bit. But this is you got a new arena. You got a new look. You got a new court. You might have a new superstar to go along with Devin Booker. This feels very much, uh, and I'm not saying they're going to the finals, but this feels very much like 92-93 when they moved in yeah. to, to AWA. They brought in Barkley. They changed the uniforms. They changed the court. They changed the look. I have a lot of excitement, and this jersey is in the. This uniform is in the center of it. How are you guys feeling? That's well, you did a fantastic job, and somebody in the comment just said you did a great job of steering us back to this conversation away from the gray sweatpants in a very professional yeah. style, dude. That is a one a one stuff right there. So, also, I want to give a shout out before I forget to Allison Harisis. Uh, Cody Cunningham, Tana Hughes, and Lindsey Smith uh, yes. for helping yeah. out with the digital yeah. and social for the Suns. That they do, was dude, that, that was phenomenal. Yeah. Even if you don't like the jerseys, the way they presented that, the way they put it out there, just fantastic stuff. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, you they, know, social has been amazing. going nuts all year. They, those guys have been doing such a great job all year. The Sun Social has never – hasn't been better in years. That's for sure. Oh. That better not have been a dig at me, Dave. But no, I, I said years. That's okay. why I qualified. Okay, thank you. You left thank five, you. six years ago. <laughs> then it went no. into some dark look, times, and look, now they, it's back. They've taken it. Job. They've taken it to new levels, and this unveil uh, was amazing. Every touch of it, the video, sure. the graphics that they did, the background, uh, the teasing. Uh, you know, take or leave Ke rhinestone cowboy Kelly Oubre in it. I like know, it. But, I like but, the rhinestone yeah, cowboy. It, I, you know, be, you're cool. I'm not. I get it. We've we've established that. So, you know, but so so every every element of this was was great. And I just feel bad that the jerseys leaked on them early because this would have been another notch if nobody had seen it. And that tease got to got to work the way that they had mapped it out. It was excellently yeah. done, and it got everybody excited. I love those jerseys. If I uh, I I'm not a jersey buyer, uh, I will buy that one for sure. Absolutely, yeah. that's a great yeah. jersey. So that's my, fa it's my favorite one since the, the black suns burst. And oh, I know I it, it mimics some of the, the Denver nuggets stuff from the retro stuff back in the day. I understand that, but I don't really give a damn because it's our Jersey now. 
and mm -hmm. we made it look a little bit better. And I, I'm a, I'm a fan. Also, I did pick up the the Air Force Max three fourths, and uh, I have them downstairs, and they're they match. So wait, are those are those the the black with the purple and mm -hmm. i just bought oh, yeah. those too i'm yeah, wearing them buddy. on draft night oh yeah but, oh i will too then there we look, go i got a little coolness factor back there I did you just go drop. there Don't you go the misses <laughs> but i did just drop a little, a little coin on uh on a yeah. pair of those uh the other day so uh, look i think this is is an exciting way to to welcome in a new era of sun's basketball i hope the valley becomes like the purple gang was for Charles Barkley and the group, it has a it has very much a sunburst feel to it. It is something that that I think we all can gravitate towards, and I'm looking forward to seeing it on the court because that's when you get the true test of how a jersey looks is when it's on the court up against another team with the with the floor that goes with it. I'm excited to see this, but you know what time it is, right? Oh, it's time uh, for I, I, time I for the think, big board. I think yeah. For Espo's big board. That's right. And since it's draft week, kind of, you know, and we've got our big draft special coming up on Wednesday at 5 p.m. Arizona time over on the Fox Sports Arizona Facebook page. Yes, shameless plug. I thought this week's Espo's big board should be the top five players the Suns drafted that never actually played a game in a Suns uniform. Because you know what? We might as well get depressed before we, uh, with all this excitement we have right now. I got to bring the temp the temperature of the room down a few notches. It, I, I tried to cushion the blow, by the way, by the pictures that I selected of these players that you, <laughs> that you wanted. So um, hopefully I did such a thing. Look, I want to bring the temperature of the room down just like I do with the misses. There's a yeah, so that's what that's what I want to want to do here. Clearly, and that's not wearing, clearly not wearing gray sweatpants. <laughs> yeah. I will, I'm gonna do that. I, I may show up to our, our draft special with a nice collared shirt of gray sweatpants with my uh, next week. I'll be wearing gray sweats on this show. So oh, let's hop into goodness. it. Number yeah. five on Espo's big board this week, it is Steven Jackson. He was the 1997 second-round pick, 42nd overall for the Phoenix Suns, never played a game in a Suns uniform, went on to play with numerous NBA teams, most success with the San Antonio Spurs. Dude averaged 15 points, four rebounds, and three assists a game. Uh, a great second-round find for the Suns, too bad. He never played with Phoenix. Obviously, he had his own problems, numerous things, but he was a Suns draft pick, and not many people know that. So true, true story, true story. Uh, the very week after he got drafted, he actually was playing at Kiwanis Park in Tempe on the outdoor <laughs> courts, and I was there, and we played against each other. And this dude talked so much trash and couldn't hit a bucket. And I was <laughs> like, dude, this dude is garbage. I thought he was going to be terrible, and then lo and behold. He's playing for the Spurs and he's winning titles and he was clutch. And like, what the hell just happened here? Pretty Saul crazy. was Saul was 30 back then at Kiwanis oh, Park in 1997, <laughs> playing playing a little one-on-one -on -one with Steven Jackson. Uh, hey, hey, <laughs> literally Dave was 30. <laughs> <laughs> you one of us was 30. It was not me. <laughs> you, you will never know which one's older, Dave or Saul, because I'm gonna keep this joke going on. Number four on the list, a man that's short in stature, but high in basketball IQ. It's Nate Robinson. He was man, the that's a rough looking photo, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I'm glad you went with the big three photo. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah both both the of them. Three. I had to do the big three because, you know, why not? Yeah. 2005 first-round draft pick, a 21st overall, wound up averaging 11 points, three assists, and two and a half rebounds. But he was an exciting dunk champion as well. And and the thing that makes, makes it tough 
when you think back at that, this was during the time that the Suns were in their inter- eternal search for a backup point guard to Steve Nash, and they let uh, let Nate Robinson go. So, which brings us to uh, number four, or excuse me, number three on our list. Uh, speaking of eternal search, the Suns forever were looking for a center, a big man. They drafted Mark Eaton. Most people don't know this. They drafted him out of, I believe it was a junior college. There was some weird thing with how they drafted Mark. Actually, I take that back. I don't even think he was in college. I think they kind of found Look him how taller in a weird way. But, but yeah, oh, Mark Eaton. Over. <laughs> yeah, well, dude, I know. I'm Mark, kidding. Mark Eaton was you gotta huge, get used to my sense of humor. Sons, uh. Sons drafted him in 1979, 107th pick <laughs> overall. Uh, he averaged six points, eight rebounds, and an assist. But he was a big part of the Utah Jazz's success. Hey, but but in not the 80s and early 90s. But not all was lost. Okay, not all was lost because don't we remember this? Oh well, of course. I mean, Kevin Johnson oh. earned uh, earned some respect uh, and, and made it okay that you didn't draft Mark Eaton. But look, yeah. look at the size of Mark Eaton in, in an era Christ. where the Suns were looking for any giant body to throw in at center. Uh, they unfortunately drafted Mark Eaton, but didn't get him. That could have been our Hadadi. And, uh, <laughs> number two on the list. This one pains me probably more than number one. It's Rajon Rondo. Yeah. Drafted the year after Nate Robinson. Same pick, 21st overall in the first round. This dude would have been the perfect backup point guard to Steve Nash yeah. in the seven or seconds or less years. Uh, Average 10 points, eight and a half assists, four and a half rebounds for his career. But three-time assist champ, two-time NBA champ, four-time all-defensive team. Think about him shoot. backing up Steve Nash. Think about them playing together, possibly. Steve oh. Nash was such a great shooter. Like, yeah. I, I mean, that would have been phenomenal too. Cause you know, that uh, uh, D'Antonio, D'Antoni would have found a way to put those two on the court at the same time. Even Mark D'Antonio, the former Michigan State <laughs> football coach, would have found a I way know. to put him on the court. We were pronunciation truthers on here. Man, <laughs> no, please don't say Jogic. No, no, number right. the number one. Drogic doesn't fit. He did play for the team. The whole premise is no, just pronunciation issues. <laughs> <laughs> number one on the big board. George Gervin, the Iceman, was actually drafted wow. by the Phoenix Suns in 1974 in the fourth round of the NBA draft. What happened was the San Antonio fourth Spurs round. in the ABA also drafted him. He elected to play in the ABA, and the rest is history. But George Gervin, uh, if you don't know the Iceman, an amazing, unbelievable talent. Averaged 25 points, five rebounds, three assists, a Hall of Famer, four-time scoring champ, seven-time All-NBA, 1979 MVP. That one hurts because he could have changed the trajectory of those teams in the 70s and 80s for the Phoenix Suns if he had been a member of the team. And most people don't know it's a draft. It was much cooler to play in the ABA ABA than it was the NBA at that time. And then obviously – Obviously, the leagues merged. Look, the ABA was the was the gray sweatpants of basketball leagues, <laughs> and, and George Gervin just felt he fit better in those gray sweatpants than what the NBA had to offer. Of course, ABA and NBA eventually. Merged. What league was Tropic Thunder in, though? I mean, that was the whatever ABA. the the Tropics. That was the ABA. Yeah. It was fictitious yeah. ABA, but ABA yeah. nonetheless. So yeah. George Gervin, number one on the list. That is Espo's big board for this week, guys. Uh, any parting thoughts that we have before we get out of here? This is hey, been- come back on Wednesday night. We're doing the live draft show. I can't wait for that thing. 
5, yeah. 5, 5 p.m. <laughs> Fox Sports Arizona Facebook page. Join us there. Uh, this is this is going to be a big event. We are going to have mystery guests. You never know who will show up. I mean, it could be big names. It could be small names. It could be no names. You don't know. It's like the grab bag of NBA draft specials, and you should be there over on the Fox Sports Arizona Facebook page. Please join us. Sun Solar Panel going to be giving you live draft Whoa. coverage on what could be one of the craziest nights in the NBA because, quite frankly, we've never been through anything like this as NBA fans, and, and it's about to get a little weird, I have a feeling. It's gonna be fun, you know. It's gonna be fun, you know. You know what's so much? You know what makes it funner is that we don't have to worry about like, oh my gosh, is this pick gonna make or break us? You know what I mean? Like, I don't think there's yeah. a high expectation that this person is going to come in, this player is gonna come in, and all of a sudden, right. like, everything's gonna change. It'd be nice if it did, but it's it's highly unlikely that it will. It's it's just nice to be in that position for once and say, okay, we're right there on the border of the playoffs. All we need to do is keep you know, making smart decisions and smart moves, getting players in here that, that fit the system and keep growing. And this player can help us do that. And I, I just, it's nice to not have to have the weight of the world on your shoulders on the number one, four, five, six, three pick. You know what I mean? So yeah, mm -hmm. uh, the, the weight of the world is coming in forms of trade right now when it comes to the Phoenix Suns world. So as I said, if anything breaks in terms of potential Chris Paul deals or anything else big, we'll join you before Wednesday, but we are definitely on for Wednesday. Quick reminder before we get out of here, hit the join button on mm -hmm. YouTube if you're watching. You can become a flaming baller. Thanks to everybody in the chat. Uh, you guys are the lifeblood of what we do, and we truly appreciate it. If you're listening on the pod, uh, click the link in the bio if you want to become a supporter of the show there as well. Also, please leave us a five-star review because that helps us with the algorithms, and we need to get as many listens as possible uh, on these bad boys as we move forward. Uh, make sure to hit the like on the Fox Sports Arizona Facebook page, uh, and then you can follow at Dave King uh, NBA, uh, Dave King yeah. on Twitter. The NBA is there. Not with the R in the middle. <laughs> you can yeah. follow Dave King at Dave King NBA. The NBA yeah. is there to keep his ego uh, feeling a little bit better about itself. Uh, you can follow Saul uh, Bookman at Saul Bookman 32 on, no, on Twitter. No. No? Did Saul I get that under, wrong? No, yeah. It's <laughs> at, Saul, at Saul underscore Bookman. I continue to get disrespected on the show. <laughs> I didn't call uh, you Sal. Nobody, nobody can say my name, nor can anybody get my Twitter handle right. There is no 32. It's just at Saul underscore Bookman. <laughs> What's the 32 for? The 32 is on actually my my. IG handle, which is at sbookman32. But okay, uh, yeah, I knew there was a 32 at sure. dude. He is not 32 Bookman. anymore. So yeah, there is no NBA out. attached to my name. I don't need that to you know because you cover my, other sports. I don't cover any other sports. You can you yeah. can follow. <laughs> I I don't cover it. I, I don't need a, a NBA at the end of my name either. At, at Sun Solar <laughs> Panel across uh, across social channels. Follow Real the quick show there. Can I say thank you guys? Uh, I think this first show went very, very well as a as a joint partnership. Major shout out to Flex again and Jeff Goodman for joining us yeah. on the on the program today. Those two uh, took time out of their busy Saturdays to 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 hook us up with their key insight, uh, which we very much appreciate. And thanks to all the viewers. Uh, we had a significant 
amount of viewers watching today and uh we we hope it keeps going we're gonna try and bring the very best content and more stuff to you so you guys can yeah. enjoy the show and be a part of it and um obviously we're gonna bring some silly stupid stuff to you as well <laughs> which we did with gray sweatpants which so uh, all i want to give you uh all huge the thoughts in the world all the thoughts in the world uh, really like so Way, well, hey, man, we got to give you huge props for setting up this show. You're the one who did. Saul's the one who's done all these graphics and these clips and everything. It's just, it's just been a wonderful show, man. We're very lucky to have you. Yeah, and if you, thank you. If you'd like to congratulate him or complain at him, it's at Saul underscore Bookman <laughs> on Twitter. Oh, you get it right then. All right. <laughs> right. Oh, I knew it. I just was giving you a hard time the first time. Uh, uh, make sure to uh, to watch Fox Sports Arizona Sunday night and Monday for the replay of all, the stadium. Uh, we also draft. have all the uh, Jeff Goodman prospect profiles for everybody yeah. um, that the Suns could potentially pick in this draft, even guys that might potentially slip in the draft, um, like Obi Toppin. Uh, we have all those profiles on our social media handles, so te- check us out on Twitter and on uh, Facebook as well. I am at Espo on uh, on Twitter. Uh, on Instagram, I'm at Espo.digital. Check me out there. So for Saul, for Dave King, For myself, this has been the Sun Solar Panel. Thanks to Jeff Goodman and Flex, and we'll talk to you guys next week on Wednesday on the Fox Sports Arizona Facebook page and then back here on Saturday for a regular show. Yeah, you can't hold me down. Yeah, how you like me now? You won't beef to have a call. Oh, like bling blow, ayy. Yeah, you can't hold me down. How you like me now? You won't beef to have a call. Oh, it's like bling blow, ayy. Gonna 